Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. in the basement with Javon. I'm hoping that everything goes well today because this show is going to be outstanding, something that everybody needs to hear. So with that in mind, let me just start off with uh, 1960 what? Because I feel like we're back there all over again. Motor City is burning. 
to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. My name is Javon Armstrong, and I'm so happy to be bringing the show to you today. As you're listening, if you are listening today, Saturday, November 3rd, between the hours of 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can dial 347-996-5394, press 1. And join the discussion. We will be having special guest Therese and Stanley Bennett Clay and the Archbishop, founder and prelate of the Unity Fellowship Church. Mr. Carl Bean will be joining us as well. So it's going to be a great conversation about what's going on in the world right now. And um, it's important. Really, it's we'll be talking about the vote. We'll be talking about all that's uh, going on. So it's an important discussion, and we'd like to know, you know, what you are thinking and where where you are around voting, what's going on in in your part of the world. And um, speaking of the world, we are the world. We heal each other. We help each other. That's what we do what we do.
song right here goes out to all my brothers and sisters all across the land. No matter what you're going through, you got to keep your head up. Because God is with you. God is with you. Troubled world that I see every day.
our our theme, our one and only theme is to get out this vote, um, to make things better for ourselves, is to stop the nonsense, to prevent further nonsense. I mean, more than I guess we'll we'll speak specifically about what I mean in terms of nonsense, um, but politically. I never really considered myself to be a political person. Um, But there comes a time where you have to stand up, make your voice heard. And I have to say that um, I'm inspired by many people around me and how they walk and not only people that I know physically, but people like Oprah. We got to talk about Oprah. Um, Rachel Maddow said, Oprah is our hoper. I love it. Um, but anyway, I know what y'all are waiting for. My homie, Therese. <laughs> Saturday, Jay, what it do? Yes. Happy Saturday to you too, baby. You know, yeah. today is, is our last ditch effort, you know, to let people understand the importance of the vote. I'm getting ready to set up a, a Facebook Live. You know, I'm trying to do whatever I can I can do to, to let people understand how important it is that we get out there and vote. Absolutely. This is probably, um, well, this is obviously bigger than the presidential election, but I will say that this is such a a crazy, I can't even, this is stuff you can't even make up. And if you have a pulse in this society today, then that means that your voice needs to be heard. Um, And it's, it's a real thing. It's an, it's a, honest look at where we are, the need to want to make a change. Like it's no more conversation about it. This is a, a kinetic energy that must exist from from the street corner to the to the pulpits to the to the boardrooms. This has to shift. And you know, it's time it's the people's movement right now. You know, it's the people. It's the ones that are most mostly disregarded. It's the ones that they say don't matter. It's the ones that they say can't make a difference that are going to shift this on its axis. And I'm going to remain very, very hopeful and inspired by all the movement, you know, involved. But 
you know, this, this is so much and, and this time is so critical and we have to make sure that not only we, but we got to kind of commit to getting someone we know to the poll. You know, so that if that means like a senior in your area that can't make it, if that means a recently turned 18-year-old and friends and you got a carpool to get them there or, you know, that means conversation casually, hey, the bag check guy at the grocery, are you 18? Did you vote? Are you registered? What's happening? Like, seriously, we have to start opening up some of these conversations with our babies because they're going to be the ones that take us through. Absolutely. Absolutely. The young people are so important, um, so pivotal to this election right now. Um, And their, their concerns are really on the ballot right now, um, whether they realize it or not. Um, just what's going on in terms of education, college loans, medical medical coverage. Um, a lot of young people will be forced off of their parents' coverage. And then if yep. you have a pre-existing condition and you're trying to apply for yourself, it's going to be a problem without the Affordable Care Act a.k.a. Obamacare. These these issues are just paramount. And, you know, gender equality, just, you know, forget about LGBTQ concerns. That That's a whole big other thing. I mean, they just want to wipe away everything that Obama um, helped us to achieve. In terms of just being a woman, before being a lesbian woman or whatever, even before you're a procreating woman, um, you just don't even have the right to walk down the street without being groped if leave it up to this president and this Republican Party. Tell me about it. You know, he's putting he's putting gropers right in the Supreme Court. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, once upon a time, we cared and respected who was around our children, what was going on and all that stuff. But at this point, it, it he's basically shown, demonstrated, talked about women in such ways that it is uh, – I can't even describe the, le- the level of venom. Um, and it seriously makes me think that, you know, um, there's a mental health issue that is uh, pervasive in our country that is running the government, because if you co-sign, you know, and it's about what you align yourself with these days too, because if you co-sign these messages and this, you know, um, and yeah, you know, you really don't matter. What I'm, what I mean by those, one of those populations that are greatly affected by this is women um, on every level, our healthcare, our choices, our voices, um, whether or not we are objectified, taken seriously, if you're a woman and you're out there grinding every day, you know what it's like for someone to think that you don't matter or you don't qualify much more than they can use you for. It's, it's, um, it's an amazing discovery and an amazing truth being um, revealed. And it's just um, time we shifted this. You know, women are the most powerful creatures on the planet. And when we are undivided, we can conquer so much. I mean, that's been proven. And I think that we need to um, join together and get our babies in line and and make sure we get this crap out of the way because it doesn't serve us long. It doesn't serve us in the immediate moment. It doesn't serve us long term either. As a country of humans, it does not serve us. Exactly. Exactly. I want to give a shout out to Samuel L. Toe, who says good morning to me every day on Facebook, who's um, watching this live, um, 
that I'm doing now. So just so that you know, Therese, you are on live, as I try to do every week. Jim Parker, thank you for joining. And um, for those of you listening on Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you'd like to join in the discussion at any point, please dial 347-996-5394. You can also listen to the show on your phone, your iPhone, your Android, whatever. And if you want to join in the discussion, you should you should press one, just so that you know this show is sponsored in part by the Emancipation Foundation, Healing Minds, Spirits, and Bodies. Yeah. So yes, Therese, um, just the fact of being a woman is has always historically been really unique and our power is unmatched in that we not only bear children, but we are typically the primary caretakers of families and we are the grinders. And I was looking at um, the news today, MSNBC, and I was listening to Stacey Abrams, the first black woman to run for governor in the United States, actually. And um, it looks like she may win. And um, her her running mate is also a female, which I didn't even realize. And she is a very successful um, businesswoman. And she ensures that all of her employees are fully covered medically and um she, she's within her own right, very powerful. But, you know, the thing that was most interesting about their discussion and what Stacey Abrams had to say was that it took two, not one, constitutional amendments to ensure women's rights to vote. Yeah. So you had to have the 13th Amendment, right, the emancipation, and then women had to be acclimated in a whole different, an additional amendment. I'm not sure which amendment that was off the top of my head, but the Constitution had to be amended so that women had the right to vote. So, I mean, and, and if you don't vote, then you are sort of not paying honor to the women, the mothers, the grandmothers, the great-grandmothers, the aunties who had to struggle to get not one but two amendments passed so that you can vote. And that's not just in black families. People may look at me and say, oh, you're talking about the black. No, all women, no woman could vote at one point in this country, and that was a big struggle to get that done. Um, I'd like to also welcome my cousin, Carrie, from Richmond, Virginia, who's um, watching the live. How you doing, cousin? I um, like to say hi to people um, as I see them joining the live. And um, if anyone, again, has anything that they'd like to, to add during this discussion, you can either type something in on the live feed or you can call in 347 347- Nine nine six five three nine four and press one. That's three four seven nine nine six five three nine four. 
press one if you'd like to say something. Um, either about the midterm elections or you just want to vent. And especially if you are a non-voter, if you are not voting in this election, or quite frankly, if you're voting Republican, I, I'd like to know why. I, I just like to hear you. Um, I'm not going to beat you up. I just want to hear what your thinking is right now. Right. Yeah. So, so there's that the women's vote, and then let's let's stretch that out a little bit further to talk about the Supreme Court justice, and just so that everybody, the Nineteenth Amendment. See, that's why that's why I love my cousin. He's so smart and cute, you know. But that's the genetic thing. Um, we, we all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my cousin Carrie reminds us that it was the Nineteenth Amendment that gave the women the right to vote. So um, you have you have the amendment that gave blacks the vote, and then the 19th amendment which gave the women the right to vote. So for Stacey Abrams, it took two amendments for her to two constitutional amendments for her to be where she is today. And um, for for someone like me, it took two amendments to the Constitution. To give me the right to vote And so You know people bled died and suffered Just for that And yeah. um, my cousin again Reminds us that he himself Has voted In every election He was 18 years old What about you Rez Have you always voted Especially um specifically in the midterm elections, because I have to admit for myself, I'm one of those people that voted in every presidential election. I voted in every mayoral election when I lived in New York. New York City is a big thing. And I believe most gubernatorial elections um, when I lived in New York. Um, it's just yeah. taken a different spin since I've been in Jersey, but I'm I'm back on it. Um, what about you, Rez? Historically, I have I have historically I've missed one presidential election since I've been 18, and that was uh, <laughs> Reagan. Um, but since I've uh, ele- I voted in every one, um, I have not made every uh, midterm election. Um, I think I've missed. A few of them, to be honest with you, I recognize the importance, and I think a lot of times what um and and i'm I'm going to be completely transparent and there was a point in my my uh, career that I did a lot of traveling and plugged into the the fabric of what was going on in my immediate area because you know you either do absentee votes and you can do that, and it kind of take took me outside of what was actually going on, however. However, when coming back, I realized the the impact it had either on services and communities. And, you know, I've always kind of had infused in my career um, the capacity to touch the people. And when I see the, the people affected, and when I say the people, I mean myself as well, affected by the services and what, what is available in your community, what is not. Um, and I'm talking about the community, not just the ones that you see, the ones that you don't see. I'm talking about our seniors and, and, and people that are um, have shifted into what they'd like to make you think are nameless and faceless and, and um, 
You know, it's an interesting thing when they feel like you, and I say they, meaning the 2% um, that are making the decisions for business doesn't necessarily, business and, and personal seldom intersect. And, right. um, but you do have to understand that is the people that generate the need for the business. And I think we've gotten to a place in this country where they feel like the business is all that matters and the people will what? Because honestly, we are funding these businesses, you know, so we need to help them because, you know, I believe in first, you know, you, you um, standing on the side of um, seeing the action before you decide that this is more than just um, something we're going to continue to take. But at this point, you know, the corporations, none of them make money without us deciding, but they track us to such a degree that they know our spending habits. They know all of these things. But yet, if you are making money off of the communities, you have to start contributing to the communities. Like it's no more, or we, or we need to create a list and, and apps and whatever you can, whatever we can rather, to, to make sure that we pull the veil off some of these companies that aren't contributing, that are basically taking, and we're not going to support we're not going to support, and I said this before. I think on other shows, anytime our 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 spending worth is um, projected in this country trillions, yet yet nothing is done to make a difference in our areas in terms of what they continue to cut and not cut, and you know all these things that they do. I think that we just need to you know take a serious look at that and assess you know. What we're, where we're putting our dollars and collect the economics has always been that area. Now, right now, this is about how we personally live. You know, it's not, it's not just about money. It's about who they feel should exist, not exist, who they think should have a right to say what goes on in their body. Um, and it's just basically marginalizing even further who they think should come into this country. Very recently, it's like um, he's trying to adjust if you are born here to immigrant parents. Um, it does not guarantee you citizenship. <laughs> um, it, it's an interesting point of view that's um, going on right now. And that's yeah, you- I'm, I'm, being very, uh, I'm being very cautious with my words based on, you know, with, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but, you know, I believe in, in when you invite people to a table on a platform like this that, you know, um, as angry as I am, I'm trying not to further transfer the anger. I'm trying to transfer an understanding that we all need to be crystal clear what's happening. And I can be offended by, I'm not, you know, and here's one last, well, not my last, but here's another point, Jay. And I recently had this conversation with a, a good friend of mine, and it was about when you care about others. Okay. I don't have to be, let's say, a, um, I am physically a female, born female. I don't have to be a black male to understand, you know, um, that it's wrong and stand with my brothers. I do not have to be a Jewish woman to understand and, and grieve when there's a, a crime committed against um, the Jewish community. I don't have to be uh, transgender to understand and grieve and stand with my trans brothers and sisters. You can be offended and not be it, is, is my point. So, and, and I don't have to be 
straight to stand and support my straight, you know, brothers and sisters. So at the end of the day, it's like you don't have to be it to be offended or to stand with it. And I think sometimes people think that, oh, well, you know, these issues don't apply to me because I am not it. What we all have in common is our humanity. We are all human, all human. And you can decide that something is reprehensible and stand against it. It's okay. And at this point, we're at the point where in society, if you're quiet, that means you silently co-sign whatever is going on. Yes. Yeah. So you have touched on so many things in what you just said. But there's a couple of things I, I, I just have to touch on really briefly. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of things that you said we're going to touch on. So my cousin Carrie, who clearly knows the Constitution and the amendments here, <laughs> says actually it took three amendments. The 14th gave Stacy equal rights as a former slave who was natural born. And then let's not forget the Voting Rights Act. We, we did speak on that. I do want to say hello to Felicia Gamble, Almeida Harris, Devonde Williams, Star Marie, and Nikki Williams, who are all list, um, watching on the live. And our friend, because you have gotten to know him too, a little bit at least, um, three-time NCAACP, in, did I say that right? <laughs> NAACP award yes. winner, writer, author, director, and all around great human being, Stanley Bennett Clay has joined us on the line. Hey, Stan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, but just, you know, as I tuned in and I was listening to um, the, the, the previous uh, Speaker, it was just hitting home on so many points about what we have to do as as uh, as an American family, and uh, I especially appreciate the fact that that it's not a matter of being gay or straight or black or white or male or female. We are a family, and this country is our home, and it it needs to be protected against those who want to burn it down. And so, so we have to stick together. We have to get out there and vote. We have to do whatever we need to do to make sure that our democracy stays alive and well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Morning, so, Hi, how are you? That's, oh, that's Therese. I know you. maybe you don't recognize her voice, but uh, <laughs> you remember Ter- Therese when we had um, yeah, lunches? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> And did our thing. And, and for those of you who may not have seen it, um, we have um, several actual um, videos circulating that we created to encourage everybody to vote. So please continue to uh, share those videos for those of you who, who may not have done so. And um, I want to say good morning to um, Reverend Don Ransom, who is now watching on the Facebook Live. I'm trying to say hello to everybody because I want everybody to be involved with this election. It's so important. And um, with this discussion, if you are interested in joining in the discussion, please dial 347-996-5394, press 1. And as soon as I get an opportunity, I will um, bring you on the line. So, yes, then, um, Therese said a lot of things. 
mm-hmm. a lot of things um, that are are important. I, and I think the, one of the most important things is that the the issues, although people don't realize it, it affects all of us. Every single thing that is going on is going to impact all of us. But if you, even if you're not aware how it affects you personally, if you see that something's wrong and it may hurt someone else, voting, not, not voting against it, not standing up for truth and what's right is essentially wrong. And, you know, you become complicit in that. You know, um, somebody somebody said, to, <laughs> Jesus, a black woman basically said to me that she doesn't like black people and her family doesn't vote and she takes care of her own people and her own family or whatever. And you know what? I don't know what she does for a living. I have no idea. But your taxes, the way you live, your social security, the elders in your family, if they're LGBTQ people in your family, everybody's going to be affected by this election right here. The women in your family and you as a woman will be affected and impacted. I, I just don't I, I just don't understand. Somebody help me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we virtually have to be militant about you know the voting situation. It's you know we we have to be soldiers. We have to be fierce in our in our defense of of voting and in our getting people to get out there and vote and to make sure that we get out there and vote and that we keep hammering that and hammering that because that is the only way that our voices are going to be heard. If, if, you, if you don't speak up, which is what voting is, then, then, then we have no voice. Yeah. Absolutely. So of all of the issues and concerns that are on the table right now, what would you say are the biggest issues? Oh wow, so many. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you know, but it's, it's funny. I, I don't even know where to begin, except for the fact that because I've been glued to MSNBC all morning long, uh, watching what's been going on with the um, uh, with the with the rallies and the, and the voting and everything. And I think that what has really disturbed me more than anything else uh, are the deliberate uh, means that um, the Republican Party is using to suppress the vote. Um, the, the, the situation with, with uh, Kemp in, in Georgia is just um, ridiculous. Fortunately enough, you know, the, the, the judicial system stepped in and uh, told him that he would have to correct his ways. He has not done that yet. Uh, and, and time is getting short, and the thing is that we've got to make sure that he follows the rules and uh, does not do this, this, this suppression. And also... Um, I'm trying to think of Blackburn, uh, the candidate Blackburn. I was looking at that situation earlier uh, this morning, 
And um, just a, a typical voter, a Republican voter, uh, said that, well, well, one of the problems is that black voters just don't understand the rules. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's just stuff like that that, you know, it, it, it makes you very angry, but we can't be so angry that we can't, you know, that we can't get things done. And that's the thing that I deal with a lot because a lot of it really angers me. And but it, it it's supposed to light me up and fire me. Yeah. Sorry about that little extra noise. <laughs> no yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and Stan, I think that uh, there, that's where a lot of my personal confusion comes in. I thought voter suppression was illegal. I just <laughs> thought that why, why do we even have to go through all of this? It's, it's, it's illegal. You're you're busted, red-handed. Everybody sees it. Everybody knows it. And once you do something illegal, there's supposed to be consequences. And well, well, yeah, I don't understand. Part part of that part of that, and you're right. You'll never understand it because you're a logical thinking person. And the problem with that is the people that make the laws are the same ones that break the laws, and then they don't apply to them. Um, the laws were not were not necessarily put there for them. The laws are put in place for others. So at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we have a society that requires order, but, you know, yeah, you just said, you said a mouthful, you know, and I'm, and be thankful that you don't understand it because it's not, it's not something you're going to understand. It's going to come back the same way every time. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, some people live in the society without consequences and we know that there's a huge gap in the consequences based on what you are legally able to afford in some cases and who you are in some cases. What you were born as makes a difference in how you were legally responded to um, on the street level and in the courtroom. So, and, and you know, we, we got to just take, we just, that hasn't changed. What's different about it is that we have got these devices today that make it more um, uh, obvious and in your face and it's being recorded, you know, um, but it hasn't changed. It's gotten, uh, although there have been some changes for us in terms of uh, where we were and what we have access to um, from the 50s, 60s, but there are some things that are have been the tenets of the society since the beginning, and those are the things, um, those are the fear-based things that still exist, and we have to continue to move forward and send a clear message that we are not going anywhere we're not going to be exterminated and we um, are human and we require the same things that most people do feel safe in society um, be able to contribute to society be able to build for our families and our futures in society and you know make sure that we are um, educating our children in society so I just saw something that is um, inspirational to me Um, let me just say that um, you mentioned the, the voter suppression in Georgia. There's also voter suppression in, I believe it's Nevada, where the Native Americans are being denied their right to vote. They're oh, being right. Isn't that, uh, I think that's, is that North Dakota? Oh, right. That's where it is, North Dakota. Yeah, no, yeah right, right. Right. So <laughs> that which is outrageous to me. The the, the, the very people's land I mean I, I just can't. I just can't. Um 
But this well, you is know, some, sometimes, and, and there are a lot of, you know, suspicious things that are happening, even here in, in a place like New York, um, because uh, Governor Cuomo here uh, had uh, signed an executive order which allowed uh, felons who had served their time and, and parolees to vote. But what happened right. was uh, the, the, the message was not put out there. And I, I was reading in the newspaper uh, today, just today, that, that uh, they had to resend the information out because the public didn't know that. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and we know that, you know, that the, the, the justice system and the, the jailing situation is a catch-22 for black people in this country. So, right. so it, it, it is a deliberate uh, uh, repression of, of uh, voting uh, by black people who are incarcerated. Now, one of the oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something, Russ? No, no, I just I just laughed. That was air. Yeah, okay. So, one <laughs> of the things though that is very um I don't I, I I hate to keep using the word confusing, but um it's I'll say curious to me is um the Latino population that is continuing to vote Republican. Um, especially the Cuban, the Cuban community. Um, I think that um, it depends on the news channel you watch, and you just believe it. I get. I, I I don't I don't know, but I will say this, and this is the thing that gives me some kind of hope, is that in Dodge City, where there was one polling place for all of these thousands of people, they moved the polling place out of the city, completely out of the city, and if you don't have a car, you just can't vote, because it's so far. Um, Lyft has just offered voters rides to the polling place outside of Dodge City. So that gives me some kind of hope. And if you are any place near Dodge City um, and you have a vehicle, please consider giving those people a a lift, a ride. Um, You know, if, if the majority of people in this country like what the Republicans are doing, which I can't even imagine that being so, Unfortunately, you have a right to believe that way. Um, If you no longer want your Social Security that you've been investing in since you've been old enough to work, if you don't want health care and if you think it's okay that, you know, Females in your family are, are can be grabbed and groped and raped, and it's okay, and they should have to bear the the children of the rapists, and don't have a choice in, in what happens with their bodies, and if it's okay for um, people coming, if you think it's okay for people coming to this country for asylum to be cast as villains, then to me that's un-American because our country, the whole American dream is that you can come here, give us your tired, your poor, your, I, I just don't get it. I mean, but if that's what you think, you have the right to think that, and that's because of the Constitution. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, which, which is something, and, the, and the, the interesting thing about the Constitution is the fact that 
that the President of the United States put his hand on the Bible and swore to uphold the Constitution, which means that his idea of gutting the Constitution, gutting the, the 14th Amendment, is him going against the Constitution, which means that he, he is, is uh, criminally uh, going against his, his uh, sacred vow to protect the Constitution. Yeah. He's in breach. He, yeah, he's in breach. <laughs> He's a, he, should, he should be, hey, lock him up. Yeah, you know, I, I was trying to wait for, um, and I'm, I'm still waiting for, for Carl Bean to to come on before we start getting on the Bible. But I, I do just want to say this, that um, if you, if your religion tells you that, you should vote for the devil. You might want to start rethinking your religious beliefs. Does that make sense? Am I? I mean, well, well, you know, uh, I, I think that there are a lot of people who hide under religion, and um, and religion becomes convenient for them um, uh, because there is so much that you know. They, they, remember, these were good Christians who were so-called good Christians who were lynching. Uh, uh, black people for for years and years and years. Uh, a lot of some of the worst things that are going on in this country are by so-called good Christians, and <laughs> I, and and it's it's not my. I don't have any opposition against religion, but I think that 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 we are as people we are flawed, we are imperfect, and sometimes we don't live up to those things that we are supposedly uh, following as as our our spiritual belief. And and as a result, you know, we are we are lying to ourselves, and we are allowing ourselves to not do what our Christian ethics tell us to do. You know, so um, you know, so it's just, I mean, and you see it. I mean, you see it so much. You see so many good Christians, uh, so-called, doing that. Um, I, I certainly know that I'm imperfect. And everything, and um, and I, I don't have a particular uh, religious belief, uh, but I do believe in doing the right thing, and you know, and and hopefully more of these Christians or, or whatever the religion your religion may be that, that that people will get closer to the 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 ethos of your religion, and and follow them more closely so that um you know because it's, I think it's a good thing, but act on it, do the right thing, do the good thing. So this is this is uh, what's his name Jeff Sessions, right? The Secretary of State. He was meeting mm-hmm. with um, some religious leaders, Republican religious leaders, and he's talking. And then all of a sudden, one of the ministers or whatever his reverend or I don't know what he was, but he started shouting out. Um, and I believe he took this from Matthew 25, verses 35 through 40, right? He said, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And Let me just read what what the the following verse says so that everybody can have a little context of it. Um, It it says, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, 
or thirsty and you gave something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? When did you need clothes and we clothed you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And the Lord replied, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, mm-hmm. you did for me. So when this, this gentleman started shouting all of this out to Jeff Sessions, and then he said, um, Jeff, repent, repent. Jeff Sessions said, I will not be assaulted. So in other words, and they, they escorted that pastor, that reverend, out. And the others booed him, booed not Jeff Sessions, but the other, quote-unquote, Christian who was shouting out these these verses. And basically, Jeff Sessions was like, I will not stand here and be assaulted. So the words of, of the Bible were actually considered to be an assault. An yeah. assault. And then... And these are, and, and Jeff Sessions considers himself a good Christian, right? And bases his belief, you know, his his beliefs, his political beliefs, and the way that he moves about. It's quote unquote because of the Bible, it's because of his Christian beliefs. His Christianity no tells him that the way he is and what he's doing is appropriate, and yet. When the very words from the Bible are thrown at him, and this just goes to speak to how they use the Bible to suit their needs. If it if it yeah. shows them to be wrong, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so Chris, much for there, the separation of, of convenience. <laughs> Would you so say, Therese? For the separation of church and state, huh? That's yeah. Right. How about that? How about that? But but it, it speaks to something, and I I didn't I didn't even put this together until I saw that clip on the Statue of Liberty where it says, "Give us your tired, your hungry, your poor." Mm-hmm. That yep. is in line with that verse, those verses from the Bible, you know. And what we are doing now, what we see the White House doing now is completely turning away from those ideals, whether it's ideals you believe in from its political stance, which is the whole American dream thing, or whether it's from a biblical piece. There's nothing but, I I, I, want to say hatred, racism, separatism and white nationalism that would make you yeah. want to turn away those people coming here for asylum for a better life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, well, what, well, you, what, well, you know, the, the, the basic problem, I mean, there's a basic problem here. And, and that is that during the, the presidential election, we allowed a, a specific group to, uh, to vote in, a despicable person. We allowed that because a lot of us because a lot of us were so angry at Hillary that that we stayed home and we did not vote. And and our our lack of enthusiasm and and going out there and weaponizing ourselves with our vote, well, we're suffering the consequences of that. Which is the reason why that we have to okay, okay that that's the spilt milk. 
and it's done. So what we have to do now is make sure that we don't let this happen again, and we have to get out there and vote out the, the, the Republican Congress. We have to do that. We cannot stay home. We, we saw the damage that was done by us staying home during, uh, against Hillary. We cannot let this happen again. Exactly. And with that, I want to say hello to Richard Johnson, Billy McCombs, Kiana Jordan, and John Hollywood, who have joined the live feed. If anybody who's watching the live feed or listening through Blog Talk Radio or on the line, if anyone wants to chime in and speak to us, you can either leave a message on the Facebook Live or you can call 347-996-5394. Specifically, if you're not voting, we'd like to hear from you um, just to have a discussion around why you don't vote. Um, If you are voting Republican, and and especially if you're following me on Facebook and you're voting Republican, I'm sure you are fed up with me. I'd love to hear why you're not voting or um, why you're voting Republican. Um, if you are feeling very passionate about this election, please give us a call and chime in. If there's something that we have not mentioned or something we're not thinking about, maybe, maybe there's something I haven't considered and you would like to, um, chime in for your consideration or for my consideration, or if you just like to say hello and, and show us your love, um, that also is welcome the number to call in is 347-996-5394. Press 1 if you'd like to be heard. I'd also like to say hello to Sonia, who is listening on the line and would prefer to remain silent at this time. <laughs> so hi to everybody. Listen, this is hey, probably hey. one of the most important. Excuse me? No, no, I was going to say you may want to remind your listeners online to push the share button. Just hit the share button so that it kind of reverberates. Anybody popping up online, hit the share button for us. Yes, yes, that's the other thing. Share the live. Um, You know, I always feel a little um, self-conscious about it because although people are watching and everything and I'm doing live, I'm the, and, and although Therese, and and Stanley are on the line. I am the only one being seen, and y'all are <laughs> taking a, y'all. Are, and and I'm like, oh God, why are people looking at me? But that's because I'm here live. Um, you're seeing the 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 basement. Yes, I'm I'm literally in the basement, and um, it might look a little messy, but what the, what you're seeing in the back, um, I believe what you can see is. And, and those bells that you hear, that's Sonia blowing me kisses So, on my inbox because she's so shy. It's so funny. But thank you, um, Sonia. So what, you, what you're seeing back there is my rocking chair. You see um, the green screen, which I have up because sometimes now we put the heat on. I don't want it to catch on fire. Um, there's also lighting and some other things that I use for videotaping. So, um just wanted to do that. I am now inviting more people to join in on the discussion on the live. But also what I wanted to do was 
I started looking at some of the things that the president um, said that were not true, right? So one of the things that he says is um, last week he said, look what happened for Ted Cruz. And this is that he's saying that when he goes out and campaigns for people, as opposed to when Obama goes out and, and Oprah, we got to talk about Oprah, but um, when he went out for Ted Cruz, look what happened for Ted Cruz. Who's doing great now? Ha-ha, we left Houston. He's now doing great. They don't even talk about that race, and his opponent is not very good. So the polls actually show the race between Senator Cruz in Texas, he's the Republican, and the Representative Beto O'Rourke, have tightened Trump's rally for Cruz. Beto raised far more money than Cruz, especially after um, Trump went to visit. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening outside of our area. And I'm talking, when I say our area, I'm talking about New York and New Jersey because um, both Therese and um, 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 Stan are, are in New York and I'm in Jersey. But our listeners and followers are all over the country, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, and, and you know, the other thing, Javon, is is that uh, I think that that sometimes the the polling gets a little misleading, and 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 the reason for that is because uh, the normal polling um, situations that are used to to talk to people. Aren't always uh, aren't um, always available to to younger people because younger people who are on cell phones who are uh, you know they're not the ones being talked to. I think that what's going to happen is that we're going to be surprised by the number of young people that end up voting, uh, and and they're not being counted in the polls, and that's why the polls are going back and forth all over the place, and 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 that's why the Beto O'Rourke in Texas. It's really, I mean, he's below uh, Cruz for, uh, for right now, but that's only in the in the polling numbers. I, I suspect that he might have a good shot at this in Texas. You know, if he was in Jersey, I would vote for him. I, I oh, would yeah. vote Yo, for him. Love well, I send him. him money. I, I, I send him money. And that's a, the other thing that's important. You know, we can support those um those who are are campaigning for election, for nomination, or, well, actually, who are trying to get a, a position outside of the states that um, we actually reside in by giving them um, money, sending them money if, yeah. if we can. So I, I wholeheartedly um, suggest that people do that. Exactly. If, this is just because you look at someone can. like Stacey Abrams, what she's doing in, in Georgia. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm so, so behind her, because I send her money too. Because it, it, it's just, I mean, you have to give, you have to, you have to support these people. You have to finance these people. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So Therese had said something earlier, and I know I'm jumping all over the place because this, this election and this time is all over the place. But Therese, you said earlier that you can be a black woman. Christian and still empathize and sympathize with those who were viciously slaughtered at the synagogue last week. Absolutely. You, don't have to, mm, yeah. you can be straight and, and 
sympathize with the LGBTQ movement. You can be a man and care about women's rights. Let's let's Correct. explore that a little bit. Well, you know, isn't that the the some of the um, the the, base, the basic situations with us as human beings? Which means that if if all we can care for, if, if the only thing that we can empathize with are those who are exactly like us, then we're not being a, a, a few a, a, the full example of humanity. You know, you know, there are people that don't look like us. There are people that are, aren't of the same race or the same sex or the same gender or, or any of that that we have to empathize, uh, empathize with and love and cherish and take care of. You know, exactly. I'm not my brother, but I have to, but I still have to take care of my brother. Right. You know? Absolutely. It just, and you know, it requires you, you, you know, to be, just... hmm? Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say that, that, that I don't see my, my outpouring of grief over what happened to uh, those 12 Jewish people in, in the, the synagogue is equal to what to what happened in in, uh, um, in the in the church uh, what three years ago of uh, the, the the black parishioners who were uh, slaughtered there. You know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, these are these are. I mean, they, they, we may not be of the same uh, religious beliefs, but we but this is the earth has all these people on it, and we are family members. We are family members. That's right. I'm not Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican, but what happened in Puerto Rico and our lack of response mm-hmm. tore oh me my God. apart. Tore yes. me apart. I was so upset about Absolutely. that. How we let yes. those people just die there. Yeah. That's just crazy. And now Trump is talking about putting military thousand, five thousand or whatever, military yeah. people at the border to stop people from coming into this country, brown people from coming into this country, Latino people from coming, mm-hmm. Hispanic people from coming into this country. But you yeah. couldn't send military troops to Puerto Rico to help exactly. brown people? And you're talking about if a kid throws a rock, shoot him? Oh, oh my God, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. Let me just um, welcome in um, Cecilia. How you doing, honey? And James McCullough, who's a big old man right now, but I still call him Little James. He he's my god brother. And the last time I saw him, he was the size of a peanut. So, um, and, and he laughed about that. Oh, when will I ever grow out of being Little James? For as long as I live, you will always be Little James to me. So, <laughs> hi and welcome to to the live discussion we're having. If anyone anyone wants to join the discussion, please. Dial 347-996-5394, press 1, and we will put you on the line. So, yeah, somebody actually asked me um, regarding the nonprofit foundation that I, I started, and Therese is on the board of this foundation. It is the Emancipation Foundation, and the premise is to educate and raise awareness to people for um, human trafficking. And someone said to me, well, Jafon, you know, you've never been trafficked and, you know, why, why is, are you so passionate about this? Why is this your fight? 
because there's this people being trafficked. I don't have to be trafficked to know that this is not right. It doesn't have to be yeah. me personally. And to my understanding and to my knowledge, nobody in my family has ever been trafficked. So it doesn't... It, it doesn't have to be me for me to stand up for it. You stand up for what you believe in, and that's why I vote, you know? That's why if if I don't have empathy for other people and it, if it doesn't, I don't know, compel me to, to try to make a difference and to help people, then where's mm-hmm. my heart? I don't yeah. have to be. It's not because I'm a black woman that... I believe in equal rights for black people, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't have to be Puerto, Rica, Puerto Rican to care about those in Puerto Rico or Jewish to, to, to care for the, the people to have a heart and to mourn for, for those people who died in the synagogue. And, you know, and I, don't, I don't have to be a parent to be outraged by the fact brown Latin babies are being snatched out of the arms of their parents mm. and put How into cages. That? Amen. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Thank Those you. Those children are still sitting in cages. Yes. Take and being moved from cage to cage. So one thing yeah. that children need is stability. What yeah. what we did, and I say we because we allowed that to happen when we allowed Trump to become the president. Exactly. Right. And because we allow some of this that stuff to is- happen if we do not put some checks and balances in our government. Correct. We can't and be accountability anymore because they're just allowing him to do whatever he does by a whim. Well, you know, the elections have their consequences. And and, and the thing is that I, I, I think that the, the structure of our electoral system is is pretty darn good. But the thing is that it's going, to call, it's going to call on people to participate. If we do not get in there and work the machinery, if we do not get in there and vote, then the, those that do vote, the, all those racists that are out there that are, that are voting, well, of course, they're going to be able to make the decision. And if we don't vote, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. Correct. Absolutely. So Sonia Moore just inboxed me, and she's in Broward County in Florida right now. And what she inboxed to me is, good afternoon. I'm here with my sister working the polls today, helping out any way possible. There's a big turnout so far here today in Broward County. Keep up the great conversations and have a blessed weekend to all. So Sonia will not, you know, speak with us, and she is listening on the line. I see you there, um, but she's she's not going to to speak. But she's out there, and she sees. I guess they have early voting where you can actually go to the polls in Florida. That's that's interesting. Mm. I didn't I didn't yeah, realize that. Good. And yeah. she says there's a big turnout, and I hope that's a big blue wave in Florida right now. Shout out for the check-in, Sonia. Thank you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. We appreciate love, you, sweetheart. I love, I, love I love the street soldiers. I love the street soldiers that will report in, in what's going on in their community because it's important that, you know, 
um, for platforms like this that anybody that's in a different area can speak to what's going on in their community, what they are uh-huh. seeing live, what they're concerned about. So that's one of the wonderful things about being connected in this way. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, you know, I appreciate seeing the people, you know, who join the live and um, who are just hanging out, listening to, to the show. Um, but this is absolutely a platform where your voice can and should be heard. But with that being said, there's no better way to have your voice to be heard than to go and vote. That is your only true power. And, Rez, you were you had mentioned earlier how we spend our money, and we, we spend trillions of dollars at Macy's, Amazon.com, or wherever we go and spend our money, Whole Foods, Key Foods, Shop and Stop. I don't know where you spend your money. If you're still buying Gucci or whatever, I, you know, I'm so out of the loop when it comes to fashion. But you're buying weaves, you're buying this, you're buying that, you're buying music, you're buying this and that. And we appreciate all of that for those of you who buy anything that, I don't know, that supports me. I appreciate that. But at the same time, what are the roads around your house looking like? Are, are all the street lights on? What about the, the highways, the, the infrastructure in your neighborhood, comparatively speaking, to those neighborhoods where there are affluent communities? What does police protection look like? Is it police protection or are, do you feel targeted in your community? All of that has to do with how you vote. Right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said. Because what are I mean, are, are your politi- are your the people that you're voting for? Are they actually taking care of you in your community? Right. Are there resources in your schools? Are they ripping apart programs in your schools? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, you, we we really you know, the the thing is that we're the bosses. We're the bosses. The politicians work for us. And we must hold them accountable. And if they're not doing their, their job, you're fired. Right. Right. And we have that do, power to fire people. Absolutely. I do just want to mention, because there are a lot of people that follow me that are in Florida, um, Andrew Gillum. I don't know uh, if what I say makes a difference to you. But if you are able to vote for that man, give that man a vote. Please. He he is being attacked. The racist dude going against him. Um, Yo, I I mean, do I do I even have to say this? Apparently so, because, you know, the vote, the the race is kind of tight out there. But mm-hmm. you guys got to go out there and vote. And you cannot vote online. You can't sit at your computer and vote. So there are these tricky little websites that, you know, say vote here. Don't believe that. You have not cast exactly. a vote. Young people, young people, if you're listening, put your shoes on. You're in Florida. Put your shoes on, throw your shorts on. I know your weather is pretty nice out there. It always is. 
Get up, go vote. You can't you can't click from home with this. You gotta go. And 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 particularly Florida because uh, I remember you know years years ago uh, I believe when um, God, I forgot who was running there, but but uh, the the late um, host of uh, on MSNBC and I uh, can't think of his name, but he said Florida, Florida, Florida. And the point is that Florida has been so important in changing the election and uh, squeaking certain uh, people through. And and the thing is that we have to really pay attention to what's going on in Florida because it, 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 is, it is the ultimate swing state. And it usually decides in which direction we're going to be going. So yeah. well, this is going to be very crucial watching, watching the, the, the thing with, um, with Andrew Dellum. It's going to be very, Absolutely. very interesting. Yeah, so I mean, I I give him my support. Um, so please, if you're able to vote in Florida, very important. Absolutely, and and, and I think that you know what's going to really impact them as well is uh, those young people who were involved with the um, with the Parkland tragedy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They you know, and they have been out there and they have been stomping the ground, and uh, they they have been relentless. They have been they have been militant in their um, in their push, and I admire them so much for that. To see these young these young kids out there doing that is just I mean it just warms my heart to see that you know and and we need to encourage them and and, and encourage the young people all over the place because young people are the that's our future. That's our future. We, when, when I was a kid, when I was 18 years old, and, and, and I was able to vote for the first time, it was in 1968 during you know some of the most tumultuous times in, the, in American history, and we were able to make a huge difference in changing things. And sometimes in a wild way, uh, yes, we were wild in the streets, and we were protesting, and we were burning flags, and we were doing all this, but but it it got things changed. Absolutely. Uh, and the thing is that these these kids are doing that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of there's a, a big movement of young people who are out there um, trying to make a difference. So shout out to all the young people that are hitting the streets, that are trying to get people to vote, that are protesting. You know, and and now that you mentioned the young people, one of the big issues. Um, and I think it's an even bigger issue than people understand. And that is the NRA. The, the, the mm. shootings mm-hmm. that have happened, the Parkland shooting, the shootings that have happened in the, the, the schools across America, those are the things that have motivated a lot of young people, newly voting age young people, um, mm-hmm. to get out and become really political. And, you know, my hat's off to those young people. But the thing with the NRA, right, the NRA recently has been exposed that the NRA is being funded in a big way by Russia. Hmm. Russia has a lot of money tied into the NRA. The NRA has a lot of money tied into Republicans. So when you... When you close the, the, the loop on that circle, you get that Russians have been 
supporting our Republican politicians. And this is why they're really, really hoping that the Democrats don't get in because they're going to open up and expose what's been going on. And it can be a big, fat, messy, you don't even want to imagine. I mean, even mm, if, if the Democrats take over the House and the Senate, heads are going to roll. I mean, we're talking about oh, yeah. from the majority leader all the way down. All of all, it, it could be a hot mess if if what I'm because I've been watching this stuff day and night, night and day, mm-hmm. and and the stuff that I've been seeing, it, it really, even though it's not out there, out there yet. This is what it's leaning to. We're talking about Mitch McConnell. We're talking about all those people who've been taking that money. Donald yeah. Trump is not the only one whose head will roll. We're well, talking, you know, that's why, that's why Paul Ryan got out, got out of there real quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think, how uh, about that? How stage about that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all Jeff of Flake. them are Same thing. Jeff Flake got these. Uh, uh, I'm out of here. Yep. If if you recall, in in the beginning, before the the time before the tax cut, mm-hmm. there were some Republicans that were speaking out about Donald Trump a little bit and trying to you know contain him a little bit and da 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 da. Then there was this closed door meeting, and the tax cut thing came. You know, so it looked as if. You know, they, they all got quiet because of the, the tax cut for the rich. Because yeah. it, it wasn't for you and me. It was for the rich, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And that's what I don't understand. And the, the people couldn't see that. They said, right. oh, well, if, it, we, if we reduce the, 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 the taxes for these huge corporations, what they'll do is turn around and, and, and give their employers more money, their employees more money. Yeah. Which didn't this, happen. Exactly. But I'm telling you, mark my words, this Russia thing, it, it, it's, it's big, it's explosive, and Russia has been um, one of the adversaries of, of America forever. So all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we have a president that's snuggling up to all of our sworn enemies and going against all of our sworn allies and... The, the Senate and the House hasn't been saying anything about it, really. Hasn't done anything to stop it. Yeah. Well, because the thing is that they, you know, they, they don't want to lose their jobs. Yeah, but because, so they have, they have to stay in, in, stock, in lockstep with, with Donald Trump. There's, there's more than, than them just not losing their jobs, I think. I think it's personal. I think that they may be trying to protect themselves from going to jail. They're siding with Donald Trump because they don't want all this Russia stuff to come out either because they're locked into the NRA, which is locked into Russia, mm-hmm. and they knew it. Yeah. And, and they could all go to jail. 
But but do you do you think that the 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 power of the NRA uh, has not been diminished? Because it seems like it has been diminished to a certain degree. Uh, yeah, and I think, and I think power, a lot of it has. I I do think that the power of the NRA has been diminished because it's been exposed that that Russia has been supporting them. But I think. Yeah. That and the, and the other thing too is that you, they they can't in, they can't intimidate these young voters who you know who uh, aren't beholden to them. So these right. young voters but, who are who are openly going up against the NRA and saying screw you, we don't care what you what, you know what what you're putting out there. We're not going to be silent about what you're doing. Exactly, right. but I, I I also think that the narrative, the true the the underlying story, the more to it is that people like um, McConnell has been accepting money from Russia, Mm. whether it's directly or indirectly. And I think those implications and those stories are being um, buried right now. But I I think that with the, the Mueller investigation, which will be killed, by the way, if we don't Get dem- a democratic majority in the house. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, um, I think that the Mueller investigation is it will blow the lid off of all of it, all mm-hmm. of it. And and I don't think that they oh they love Donald Trump so much that they're trying to protect him, or that if they came out and said, look, if if all of the Republican leaders came out and said, you know what, we've seen this information and we're going to impeach him because he's wrong and they came out with mm-hmm. the proof of it, then I think that even the Trumpers would say, wow, and, and have to accept it. Yeah. But, but, you but know, they're I don't not think doing that, that for a reason. And that they, reason they is impeach Donald they Trump. are complicit. Yeah. That's my but, thing. But, but, but it's going to take, it's going to take a, a, a Democratic majority to impeach Donald Trump. And if we do get the majorities in, in both houses, uh, which is going to be kind of hard in the, in the Senate, but it's not, it's not, un, you know, it's doable. That right. that then Donald Trump will be impeached. Yeah, that will happen. But we've got to win. So your mouth for God's ears. Let's just hope this happens. This guy is like, uh, I think I'm listening to you guys, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, like with all these school shootings, and these kids are going to be the ones that are making a difference. I'm thinking about the national rallies right now being held against Google for sexual assault and sexual harassment. I'm just thinking about all this, this the paradigm just switching in the tra- in the layers of transparency that are occurring right now in our society. And I think like every other thing, it must get totally outrageous before it breaks. And then we start to have honest dialogues about what those shifts and changes are going to be. You know, because um, we have to. It just, it just does not serve us. We can't go from being one of the most powerful countries to emotionally the most crippled and fractured based on our belief systems, you know. And to add one more thing, like um, you guys were saying earlier, I wasn't there in the Bible when the, I wasn't there in the temple with the thieves, but I can understand and have empathy for the time. Yeah. So I don't necessarily have to be of it, you know, to understand mm-hmm. it. And if people would look at it that way, meaning none of us were there, 
when these these uh, stories were unfolding for this book. Yet we have based a large part of our country has based their belief system in that, and you weren't there. So it's the same kind of understanding that you should have for your fellow man. I think that is actually I don't know which one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna proclaim to be prolific at all with the Bible and and all of its um teaching, you know, I learn and and, um, and what I don't know, my pastor certainly has a way with words. Shout out to Pastor Kevin Taylor. He uh, certainly has a way of words and bringing things together in his understanding and, and his anointing. But I just don't understand why is it that the simple things, and you don't have to agree. You know, we don't, agreement is not it. It's having compassion to know that if you are not standing up for this, that means you are co-silently co-silent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me give another shout out to um, some people who have joined the live feed. Asabi, how you doing, darling? Um, Charlene, who says, of course, good afternoon, Therese. And um, Drea Hayward has joined us. If anyone would like to make a comment, you can do it on the live feed. Um, for those listening on your phone, if you would like to, to speak, press 1. Um, the number to call in is 347-996-5394. Um, for some reason, I, I, I don't know what happened. I pray that he is well. The Archbishop Carl Bean has not called in. He was very excited to have this discussion today. Um also, just to let you know that um, I was scheduled to have a live discussion this afternoon at about 5 o'clock with Mr. Kenneth B. Morris, who is the great-great-grandson of both Frederick Douglass and Booker T. Washington. I am still waiting to find out whether or not um, that is going to take place today. Um if so, everybody join us, you know, the more the merrier. And if not, still vote. So we have about 10 minutes left, left a little bit less than 10 minutes on this conversation. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about the Supreme Court justice and what that whole thing looked like. It, it looked like a sham to me. Um, and it also looked like those men, those Republican men, clearly don't care much about women, whether they be white or black or anything in between. That's kind of what that meant. They wanted to um, make sure that there's no impeachment and that Trump is not prosecuted at the highest level. And they didn't care, they don't care what else that means. You know, um, clearly Kavanaugh is um, inappropriate to be the Supreme Court justice. What say you? That, those are just my opinions. What, what say you? Well, he, he's certainly not qualified. And, and, I, and I don't know if there's anything that we can do about it, um, you know, considering the age of the of the uh, justices, uh, he, he's young enough to be there for a lifetime, um, uh, which is scary and, and dismaying. Um, I, I think what I have a great deal of faith in is that 
still, women are the majority in this country. And I think that as time goes on, that that they will ultimately use that to truly make a difference in this country. Um, uh, I mean, there's there's a there's a special resilience that that, that um, women have in, in moving things like this, and I think that it's, it's going to happen. And what we can expect is is that there will be changes. Uh, they may not happen as quickly as we want them to, and and there, there are going to be a lot of things that we're going to have to suffer through. But ultimately, I think we're going to be all right. And um, and I and I also think that. Um, uh, what's the the head of the Supreme Court, um, John? Um, uh, can't remember can't remember his name. But I think that that he is going to ultimately take over the position as the um, the the balancer on the court, so that even though Republicans have more more justices on board, that I think that he will sort of balance it out. And um, uh, break a tie, or not necessarily always go along with the majority, and uh, just kind of keep it balanced. I, I think that, I, at least I yeah. hope that. The other thing is that um, I believe I don't know if it's the Senate or the House, or if it takes. I'm not really sure how that works, but he can be impeached too. So. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Another possibility, if if necessary. Yeah. Um, one of the things that a lot of Republicans like to say, and even some Democrats. Actually, I was having dinner with a friend, and she told me, and she's a, a black young lady, and she told me that her mother is a Republican that watches Fox News and voted for Trump. And, she, and that her mother does not believe that Obama did anything for this country. So wow. I would like for you all to just bear with me for a minute as I briefly go through just once a quick little speaking point um, that, A, we didn't support Obama by um, voting for a Democratic House or a Democratic Senate that would support him in the things that he wanted to do, the way this Republican House and Senate is supporting Trump in the craziness that he is doing. This is why this midterm is so important. Had we voted in the midterms and made sure that he had the support that he needed, he would have been able to do more. When As soon as that man stood up and called him a liar, you know, we should have yeah. we should have known better. But be that as it may, he was still able to do some of the following. He rescued the country from the Great Recession. He cut the unemployment rate from ten percent to four percent over six years. We're still benefiting from that economic thing that he did. It continues to rise. It's the longest it's ever been. And, to, to you know, I got to give Trump credit. He didn't mess it up. Um, he signed the Affordable Care Act, which provided health insurance to over 20 million uninsured Americans. He ended the war in Iraq. He ordered for the capture and the killing of Osama bin Laden, which was the biggest 
terrorist attack on our soil. He, yeah, it was, let's not forget, it was Obama who got Osama, right? Mm-hmm. He passed yep. the $787 billion American Recovery and Reinvestment Act to spur the economic growth that I was talking about, the Great Recession. He supported the LGBT community's fight for marriage equality. And it's because of Barack Obama that we are able to get married today. He commuted the sentences of nearly 1,200 drug offenders to reverse the unjust and outdated prison sentences that they were subject to. He saved the United States auto industry. He helped put the United States on track for energy independence by 2020, which is something that Trump is trying to reverse and go back to dirty coal that is going to choke us out. He began the down the, the drawdown of, of troops in Afghanistan. He signed the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, allowing as many as 5 million people living in the United States illegally to avoid deportation and receive work permits. He signed the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act to re-regulate the financial sector, which is another thing that Trump is against because his friends are the rich people on Wall Street. He dropped the veteran homeless rate by 50%. He reversed the Bush-era torture policy. He began the process of normalizing relations with Cuba. He increased the Department of Veteran Affairs funding, signed the Credit Card Accountability, Responsibility, and Disclosure Act, boosted fuel efficiency standards for cars, improved school nutrition with the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act, repealed the military's Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, signed the Hate Crimes Prevention Act, making it a federal crime to assault anyone based on sexual or gender identification, helped negotiate the landmark Iran nuclear deal. He signed the Lily Better Fair Pay Act to combat pay discrimination against women, nominated Sonia Sotomayor to the Supreme Court, making her the first Hispanic woman, the first Hispanic person ever to serve as a justice, supported Veterans Act, won the Nobel Peace Prize in 2009, launched My Brother's Keeper, a White House initiative designed to help young minorities achieve their full potential and expanded um, embryo stem cell research to help with the groundbreaking work in areas including spinal injury treatment and cancer. Don't tell me that brother didn't do anything. And (laughs) at this time, um, this dude, Trump, is trying to reverse everything that he did. And there's so much more. I just don't have time or the the resources to tell you about all of it. Please tell the, 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 the listeners one more reason why they should vote today. Because, because your, your very depends existence on depends on it. Hey, how about <laughs> both of you are reason. so right? Because your <laughs> life depends on it. And although this show is not religious at all, right? This this is this Saturday show, and but I, I 
I have to go for what I know, and 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 I lean on God, and we need help. We need help, and we are all God's children. I don't care what your ethnicity, your race, your sexual identification, and all that stuff, your sexual orientation. We all need help. I'm a believer in God, and Therese, so is your wife. And because of that, and I want to thank you both for joining me on this show. Everybody, I want you to please, please vote. And and God, please help us all. With Amen. that, I want to end the show with Monifa singing Jesus is Love, one of my favorite songs. And um, God bless us all, and God bless the United States of America. Indeed, yes.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.